0: Hello, Rebels. You're listening to a free audio-only recording of my show, Rebel Roundup. Tonight, my guests are Sheila gunn and Kean Bextie. Now, if you like listening to this podcast, then you would love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to premium content. That's what we call our long-format TV-style shows here on The Rebel. Subscribers get access to watching my weekly show as well as all the other great TV-style shows, too. It's only $8 a month to subscribe, or you can subscribe annually and get 2 months free. And just for podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new Premium Membership by using the coupon code PODCAST when you subscribe. Just go to premium.rebelnews.com to become a member. And please leave a five-star review on this podcast and subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are a great way to support the rebel without ever having to spend a dime. And now enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Welcome to the Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. So, does Liberal Heritage Minister Stephen Guibault want to regulate and license news media outlets, or doesn't he? Well, sometimes he says yes, other times he says no. So, which is it? And, by the way, what's his definition of a news outlet, apparently? It doesn't exist, yikes. Kian Bexty shall offer his insight into this latest affront to free speech. Hey now, the freak show is back in town. Yes, I speak of Jonathan, AKA Jessica Yaniv, the deranged con man who is gaming the system. It was back in a BC court the other day and our very own Sheila Gunn-Reed was there with security to cover its latest antics. And finally, letters. We get your letters. We get them every minute of every day. And I'll share some of your responses regarding my visit to the striking rank-and-file who comprise the Toronto Catholic District School Board, some of whom are actually engaged in the indoctrination of their pupils, actually getting them to write letters to Ontario Premier Doug Ford reciting Union Talking Points. I swear. Those are your rebels. Now let's round them up.
1: This man is, this is Stephen Gilbo, Justin Trudeau's criminal, who he has running his Ministry of Heritage. This criminal wants to decide what you see on TV. He wants to decide what media outlets are allowed to publish. He even wants to tax Netflix. Now he says that he doesn't want to do these things sometimes, and other times he admits it plain as day. You can't trust him because this criminal, like most criminals, are liars. Now, you might recognize Stephen Gilbo from his recent media appearances, and they have all been horrendous. He's cleaned up a little bit since his time in the back of cop cars, but not by a lot. Stephen Gilbo was arrested when he was 31 years old for scaling the CN Tower. Now, I shouldn't say scaling the CN Tower. He only was able to climb about 300 feet, very low energy, if I do say so myself. But he stopped doing that recently, and the mainstream media can't get enough of them. Actually, they've forgiven him for what he's done, writing puff pieces every chance that they get. And now that Stephen Gilbeau has shown his true colors, well now the media is just a little bit concerned that there's a criminal in Justin Trudeau's cabinet. None of them, though, are more concerned than myself and my colleagues at Rebel News. You see, we're concerned because Stephen Gilbeau says he wants media or news organizations to register with the government. We're not sure which one, and frankly, it might not even matter. The Trudeau government has made it clear that they don't consider rebel news to be news. They took us to court over it. Of course, we won, but that was just one court battle about one debate during one election. Stephen Gilbo is talking about mass censorship, perhaps even ending the ability of some media companies to produce content in Canada if they don't fall in line with the government. It is a very slippery slope and nobody can make heads or tails about what this liberal incompetent is saying. Listen to this. So, how will
0: this work? How are you going to regulate websites? How are you going to register all that? Are you? Do you buy these recommendations? Well, the, I mean, the re- one of the recommendations. So, you're talking about a, co- a couple of different things here. But as far as the licensing is
1: concerned, is if you're a distributor of content in Canada, and obviously, you know, if, if you're a, if, if you're a sm- very small media organization, the requirement.
0: Probably wouldn't be the same as if you're Facebook or, or Google. Um, uh, so there the, 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 would have to be some proportionality uh, uh, Im- embedded I- into this. But we we would ask that they have a license. Yes.
2: What are you saying is not going to happen? Well, you said I'm, on a perenthans scale. What exactly will you not do to assure people? Uh,
1: what 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 we are saying is that we will not ask. M-
0: news organizations to have any, to have license. We would ask that they have a license, yes. Yeah, clear as an azure sky over an unmuddy body of water, wasn't it folks? And this is the guy who wants to presumably regulate us, as well as several other media outlets? No thanks. And with more on this story about control freakery run amok, is our very own Kian Bexley. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, my friend.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Always a pleasure. So Kian, is uh, Mr. Gibo merely confused or is this a matter of he just can't keep track of his previous statements? Because when you look at those clips, either he wants to regulate and license media companies or he does not. So which is it?
1: Uh, We're not clear on that because the minister himself isn't being clear. Uh, We have no idea what he means when he says media outlets or news outlets because he seems to be uh, conflating the two very often. And frankly, it doesn't even matter uh, what he means because licensing media outlets is just as bad as licensing news outlets. I don't think that in uh, modern-day Canada that there really is a difference between the two. Uh, whether it's Netflix, Rebel News, CTV, we all play a role in civil discourse uh, to varying degrees, but all have tangible effects on the likability of the prime minister and have tangible, tangible effects on election outcomes. Um, and regulating any of them is not uh, a good uh, precedent to set.
0: No, uh, 100%, Kian. But as always, my friend, the devil is in the details, Right. Now, some people might be breathing a sigh of relief about that statement. Here's his direct quote uh, from Gibo: Our government has no intention to impose licensing requirements on news organizations, nor will we try to regulate news content, end quote. Um, Here's what it comes down to, Kian, when I read into a statement like that. Who defines news outlets? And when he says news outlets, does that include outlets such as, well, frankly, us or or Breitbart that are news and opinion? This is what's missing from this statement, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, because according to Justin Trudeau, according to Rachel Notley, the former premier of Alberta, uh, and any left-wing politician in this country, they'll likely say that Rebel News is not news. Um, And that's, that's concerning to me personally because I don't, I, I, I won't work for a company that registers with the government to say the things that they do. Uh, and I'm sure that Rebel News will not be registering at all, and we'll take it to the Supreme Court if we have to do that. Uh, but who decides? That's a very good question and a question that the minister needs to answer. Perhaps I'll have to go uh, knock on his door and ask him a few questions.
0: Yeah, and, and I think it was made all the worse, uh, Kian, that in a uh, another report, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, said words to the effect of, well, trusted news organizations don't have to worry about this. Um, now we've gone from define a news organization to how do, you, how do you define a trusted news organization? Does that mean, oh, I don't know, the CBC that gets uh, $1.5 billion a year of uh, government payola? I mean, that's another uh, quagmire, I think, that this government has got themselves into, uh, Kian.
1: Yeah, we're, it's straight out of Soviet Russia. We're going to have uh, Pravdas here in Canada. Uh, the CBC is going to be first on the list. Rosemary Barton is going to be the truth speaker of the nation, uh, and anyone else uh, is going to have to have a label underneath them saying that they're fake news, according to Justin Trudeau. Um, this this isn't going to stand. This is so clearly wrong that I just I cannot fathom this moving forward. If it does. Um, it's, gonna, it's the courts are going to be on our side, hopefully, uh, and, sh- and shut this down because this flagrantly uh, abuses the Constitution and, and just the first sections of it guarantees our right to speak uh, and, and guarantees that we don't need to be approved by the government in order to do our job.
0: And, and you know what, Kian, uh, I want to get your take on this because this is my theory. Um, I think the reason why we're seeing massive flip-flopping here by the heritage minister, Guibault, is that the reaction and the outrage to this really caught them by surprise. I think that with so many media outlets getting government handouts these days, I mentioned CBC, uh, the $2 million to McLean's, the $595 million bailout of uh, various print uh, organizations, I thought, I think they thought that, you know what, uh, the trained SEALs know their role. Uh, they're not going to mind this. And instead, the trained SEALs went ballistic. <laughs> and it's almost like the lion tamer losing control of his act. Like, what's going on here? That That's m- my rationale for why they're doing all this backpedaling right now. What do you think?
1: I think I couldn't say it any better. Uh, the mainstream media is not going to be... I mean, they were flipping out a little bit when they said uh, that uh, when he, he had that stumble of words saying that news organizations would have to register. Uh, but you're not going to see much rejection of the idea that media need to register uh, with the government. I, the, the mainstream media here in Canada and, and frankly around the world is just so content with the status quo. They're so content to have everyone else lose their right to speak as long as their rights are protected. And if they're uh, taking government money all the while, well, all the better for them.
0: Yeah, and um, and thankfully there's still uh, a scintilla of feistiness amongst the domesticated uh, seals out there in the media that not even they would stand for this kind of government regulation. One last thing, Kian. I noticed that the uh, the act that Gibault refers to, not not the act, but but the uh, the panel, it, it goes by the name the broadcasting and telecommunications legislative review panel. Only a bureaucracy could come up with a tongue twist or name like that, Kian. But evidently, there are no fewer than 97 recommendations. You know, uh, Kian, I, I don't know if we have any uh, extra scratch in the kitty, but I'd love to hire a lawyer and go through all 97 recommendations to find out uh, what really these recommendations could mean if put into a bill and then put into law?
1: Well, I think it would mean about half a dozen violations of the Constitution <laughs> and whether or not uh, the government would use the not- Notwithstanding Act to overrule that, which they could, uh, and, and really seal the deal to make this Soviet Canada. Um, I, I mean, the, these recommendations, they are from what the minister calls an independent review panel. Uh, but they were appointed by the government, so uh, I mean, whose whose report is this really? It's the government's report, and um, it was it was spat out to the government by people who the government put in those chairs. So I think that we need to watch this one closely uh, and and not cede any ground on this one because it could have uh, rippling effects uh, far greater than what this government uh, might think that. Their, uh, rippling effects far, far greater than what has been outlined in the media.
0: 100% uh, Kian. And, and you know, it, it's kind of perverse, isn't it? I, I think last year we saw in terms of the carrot and the stick metaphor, the carrot was all these payoffs to media organizations. Now, as the Trudeau regime moves forward in 2020, um, the the ones that didn't accept the carrot, well, Time to employ the stick. And I'm thinking of us right here at Rebel, our friends at True North, uh, other websites as well that aren't towing the mainstream uh, media party line. So uh, we have to keep a close watch on this. So uh, excellent commentary. And thank you for joining me on this very important issue yet again on freedom of speech, Kian.
1: No problem, David. Thanks for having me. You
0: got it. And that was Kian Bexty in Calgary. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this.
3: Guilty to assaulting my colleague, Kean Bextey?
0: Rebel Media. Go Rebel Media. Hey! No, no, okay, keep you your go hands away. off whoa, me. Whoa, whoa.
3: You are away. you going to plead guilty whoa. for assaulting my colleague, Kean Bextey? Jonathan! Are you going to plead guilty don't, for assaulting don't open your mouth. my colleague, Kean Bexty don't open
1: your
3: mouth. Jonathan, are you going to plead guilty to the weapons charges against you? Now, did you see that? When Jonathan Yaniv had an actual woman asking him tough questions, he ran away. Scared of me, I guess. I guess he only likes to bully vulnerable immigrant women. He must, deep down in his heart, still know that it's wrong for a man to hit a woman. It was his wild-eyed mom and biggest enabler who ran at me. Thankfully, I had those two great security guards with me to keep her off me. But here's the crazy part. Despite the whole interaction being caught on cell phone camera, the GoPro that I had on my body and an overhead security camera, Yaniv still called the cops and told the cops my professional security team had assaulted him, not that his mom had tried to take my face off.
0: You know, when Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus permanently folded their tent back in 2017, there were surely many who mourned the passing of this biosphere of the bazaar. Uh, but then again, these days, one needn't buy a ticket to see the clowns and other oddities. Not when one can go to a courtroom to witness the latest chapter in the baffling saga that is Jonathan slash Jessica Yaniv the would-be woman who is bullying real woman running spas in order to get his testicles shaved. I know, how <laughs> gross is that? And with more on the latest installment of the Traveling Freak Show, that is Jonathan and Mama Yaniv is the host of The Gun Show, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Welcome to Rebel Roundup, my friend.
2: Hey, David, thanks for having me on the show. If you hear noise in the background, That's because I'm standing alongside um, Alberta's biggest, largest, busiest highway to promote uh, our new billboard, Greta Inc. So uh, apologies for the background noise. And if the wind blows my camera over, uh, we'll just figure it out as we go.
0: No problem. I'm just looking at Greta's mug. It's freakapalooza (laughs) today on Roundup, isn't it? But Sheila, first of all, this... thug, and that's what Yaniv is, isn't so ready to throw haymakers when there are security guards present, eh? But incredibly, here's the thing, he still plays the victim even when nothing happens to him. And even more incredibly, Sheila, law enforcement seems so diligent in doing his bidding. What is going on here? Are these cops acting as social justice warriors on their own accord, or are they being directed to do so? by their superiors
2: you know i think it might be a little bit of both i did run into some really good cops actually yesterday at the courthouse uh ones that have become sick of jonathan yuneev and his frequent flyer miles down at the courthouse uh they saw right through what he was doing um when i confronted jonathan and his mother out front Jonathan ran away from me. I guess yeah. he's only used to bullying vulnerable immigrant women, but when you know confronted by a woman who's definitely not scared of him nor his hairy nutsack, he turned and ran away. I'm a miracle worker, by the way. The Holy Spirit is acting through me, and I'm healing the cripples because there was absolutely no mobility scooter in sight. It was Jonathan's mother who lunged at me and my incredible security team just moved right in to keep her away from me. But, um, you know, there after that, Jonathan ran into the courthouse, and I couldn't film in there, but I could certainly eavesdrop. And he was calling 911 <laughs> to report an assault against him and his mother outside. But it was his mother who was caught on my GoPro that was I was wearing on my chest on my cell phone camera and we made sure that we confronted jonathan and his mom underneath a courthouse security camera so we had three angles and yet still jonathan and his mother ran inside called 911 to report an assault against them when it was the mom who had the security team not been there she would have ripped my face off or at least tried
0: Oh, oh, no, it, it, like you said, there was multiple angles, once again proving this guy's a liar. You know, Sheila, when he was running away from you in the clip we just saw, he's doing this hand signal to presumably yeah. somebody inside the court through the window. What was he doing? Was he signaling for the cops to come and, and you know, sick them on you, yeah. or what was going on there? Yeah, he treats the cops around there like his fault. He was snapping his fingers and
2: raising his hands, beckoning the cops to come over and ask, act as his private security detail keeping pesky female journalists away from him um however they didn't run outside this time to deal with them and i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that i did have a security team who frequently work in british columbia so maybe they knew them but i also had a lawyer with me so we weren't about to get hassled the same way that Ian was when he was there there was nobody that was going to prevent me from going into an open courthouse as a journalist it's my right and it's it's one of those things that ensures that the public has confidence in our justice system In 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 that the courthouse is open and you can go see for yourself how justice happens
0: well you you know sheila i I think for the most part you know and i I don't i'm a supporter of law enforcement but on the uni file they have disgraced themselves when i was out there in august and had that cane, that steel cane, smashed yeah. over my head and shoulders five times and had it filmed with two different cameras and showed the officer, uh, which, by the way, uh, he called the police. Um, I said, look, this is garden variety assault. Actually, it's assault and battery with a weapon. Yeah. And the RCMP officer said, well, if we charge him, then we're going to have to charge you. And I said, charge me with And He goes, harassment. I go, harassment. But, you know, so... Again, it's a mystery, you know, who's pulling their strings, if anything, or they're just so terrified to be seen as ganging up on somebody in the, 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 the trans community. But, Sheila, in the big picture, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out, and I've asked Keegan this as well, and, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out what the end game is with this individual. I think, personally, this is a garden variety con man. He is gaming the human rights system. He is gaming the wheel trans system to get free rides because he's clearly not uh, handicapped. And I think in addition to the scamming for money and free services, he's also mentally ill. And I think that's a deadly combo. But what does it say, Sheila, when there are people out there going to bat for this so-called trans activist because he's neither? Well, you know, I've seen some of that
2: pushback against me online, people saying that we are harassing him. I'm sorry. <laughs> this person is of international public interest. And I, I, my rough estimate, he's probably ruined or at least seriously disrupted 50 innocent people's lives along the way because they won't entertain his BS. So, yeah, every time he's at a courthouse, One of us, probably me at this point, is going to be there to ask accountability questions. I had a cop yesterday try to tell me that to avoid escalation, meaning Jonathan Univ's mom attacking me, that I should just quit doing journalism against Jonathan Univ. And I, I, I was polite, but I said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm never doing that. I'm never not going to do journalism because the other side can't behave themselves. And if it means I have to have bodyguards, then I'll have bodyguards. If it means I have to have a lawyer with me so that the police and the courthouse allow me to do journalism, then I will. But I'm not going to stop doing accountability journalism because the other side can't behave themselves, and you so rightly put out, point out, that Jonathan Yaniv is nothing more than a grifter. Yeah. And I think, because my guesstimate is because, you know, these bailiffs and sheriffs and police officers, they are public employees, I think a lot of them are scared to death that they can be in front of the Human Rights Tribunal, because Jonathan can, Yaniv can run Ring a lot of money out of the government. The government has a lot deeper pockets than immigrant esthetician women. Yeah. So if we can get one of these guys to violate his human rights, then he will. And I think they're scared to play that game. I'm not.
0: You know, Sheila, it's so shameful because in yester decade, this kind of a person would be put in a rubber room in a mental asylum, and fittingly so... But here's the other big question. I still don't have an answer for it. I want you to weigh in what your opinion is. With any story, Sheila, especially one like this, you gotta follow the money. And I don't know if this guy has an inheritance, if he has some kind of a job on the side. We know he's been fined $6,000, which was three awards of $2,000 each to three of those estheticians. Uh, he has not paid that. He's violated yeah. that court order. So. Sheila, when it comes to following the money, where is it coming from? Because it doesn't—it seems to be his full-time job as being an agitator. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think our public safety net might be a little bit too generous.
2: And it seems as though he's trying to run a bit of a human rights tribunal Ponzi scheme, because just last week he tried to file another human rights complaint against another esthetician. However, uh, bizarrely, the Human Rights Tribunal didn't take the case because he hasn't paid that $6,000 to the before. I think this is just a money-making scheme. He's trying now to rob Peter to pay Paul um, and, you know, keep filing complaints to pay off the other complaint. Um, God only knows what he's got planned in store for us, but I don't. we're not scared, so I guess bring it.
0: Well, Sheila, you know, uh, we'll continue to follow the story. Uh, it is... It's got world attention to it. It gets tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of uh, views every time you put it on. Hey, listen, like I said at the beginning, this is the freak show of 2020. You know, this is a, a, a human oddity that you can't literally believe what you're seeing. The only thing is he should do it on his own dime, not you know, the, um, the taxpayer dime, and he should leave people alone like these immigrant women that just want to run a business, some of whom this monster has put out a business. So Sheila, we'll keep with this story. And that was a great report. Thanks so much. And I'm glad uh, you didn't get any bruises uh, <laughs> in the pursuit of that, this piece of work.
2: Yes, if people want to support my trip out there and you and Ian's lawsuit against Jonathan Yaniv, you can go to com. It costs thousands of dollars just for me to go out there for one day um, to have you know a few-minute interaction of accountability, journalism, with Jonathan Yaniv. It's probably going to cost $50,000 for us to hold Jonathan Yaniv responsible in a court of law for what he did to you and to Ian. Um, but it's worth it because I think we are the only ones with the ways, means, and will to stop the Jonathan Yaniv reign of terror.
0: Well said, Sheila. And folks, you're not going to see this kind of story that Sheila produced on the CBC. Oh, no way. doesn't fit into their narrative. Thanks again, Sheila. And folks, keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. Just, just asking people here on the picket line, what do you think about indoctrinating children to write letters to the premier Basically reciting union talking points. No comment, thank you. No comment? You're a teacher. Can't you articulate your points, ma'am? Uh, no. no. Oh, gee. I would argue that might be not a good thing to have you in class if you can't articulate yourself. So she was, uh, You're filming me, I'm filming you. Uh, what do you think about indoctrinating kids to write to the Premier of Ontario? No, no comment? You're just, just filming me. You're free to film me, by the way. You don't have any problem with the indoctrination of elementary school children to be Union Stooges, basically? Hey, ma'am, what do you think about the school indoctrinating uh, kids? Thank you. You're a teacher. Can't you articulate yourself, ma'am? Ma'am, what would Jesus say about you withholding your services from the kids today? How about yourself, ma'am? What would Jesus say?
2: No
3: comment. What would Jesus say about you? <laughs> Question, by the way, <laughs> very ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, why is that? You're a, you're a Catholic school board teacher, aren't you? you, got, you got, you've got religion right in the name of your uh, job position.
2: Ezra, Ezra, go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> well, I'll pass that on to Ezra. I'm not Ezra, but anyways, what do you think about the school board indoctrinating children? Question. Do you remember? I never got an answer. What, what you, what's your answer to that, ma'am? You're not worth speaking to. I'm not worth speaking to. Geez, that's not nice. That's not very Christian. Your, your personal space, you're on a sidewalk. Do you have ownership of this sidewalk?
1: At what point is this harassment?
0: Uh, not yet. At what point is this harassment? Uh, not, not, we haven't reached that point yet, ma'am.
1: We'll call the police and we can figure it out.
0: Is this how union thugs operate these days, well, calling the police? Rebel news who can't get a real job. Right. <laughs> wow, job shaming now. And that, folks, were some of the learned scholars who comprise the rank and file of the Toronto District Catholic School Board who were, yet again, out on strike. It's for the kids, of course. (laughs) Not that 2% salary increase. Even the kids would tell you that. After all, they've been indoctrinated with union leftist propaganda. Just check out their homework assignments. In any event, here's what some of you had to say. V. Wecko writes, Ford, please stand tough. Parents do support you. As an overburdened and overtaxed worker and parent, I had enough. My pa- neighbors and family feel the same. Oh, and I too feel your pain. And if the teachers think they have public support, delusional is spelt D-E-L-S-U-I-O-N-A-L. Heavy Metal writes, What would Jesus say? Took the words right out of my mouth. Picket line full of radical feminists and beta males. Homeschool the kids. Well, you know, uh, Heavy Metal, I'm not sure homeschooling works for everyone and private school can be very pricey. But is it too much to ask that teachers stay content with a good gig that is well compensated and that they keep politics out of the classroom? Uh, yeah, I think that might be too much to ask for. Jimmy Kirk writes, if it was for the kids then why not have the protest on Saturday when it doesn't affect the kids? Or better yet, uh, Jimmy, stage a two-month strike during the summertime. What am I saying? I think the teachers need that time to work on their tan lines. Brenda Carroll writes, I spent more time in the principal's office when my sons were in school because they tried to make them follow what was being taught without question. Needless to say, I taught my kids critical thinking And the more someone tries to sway you, the more research you need to do. They would order me, an an adult, to sit and be quiet before I had opened my mouth. Needless to say, that didn't go well for them. Well, you know, Brenda, sounds like you are a very good mother to me. I hope that going to bat for your kids didn't adversely affect their marks, though. But not everyone was a fan of this segment. Lambros Capsalis writes, My wife is a teacher. It's not about the money, trust me. They are making classes too big, and also kids who used to be in a separate class because they needed extra help are now just kept in a regular class and fall further behind. This also hurts the rest of the kids in class because the teacher now needs to spend more time with the special needs. It sets the class behind and snowballs as the year goes on. And they actually did give them the 2%, but nothing else, and the union still said no. It's not about the money, it is about the kids. David, I love your work, but you're wrong on this one, buddy. Well, Lambrose, here's the deal. If the government agreed to all of the demands made by the teachers' unions, except the salary increase, would we have a deal on the table today? Well, my friend, I think the odds of that happening would make even the most reckless gambler cringe. So yeah, it is about the money. And finally, Oxford Educated High School headmaster writes, Pointless, boring story. Well, if that's true, Mr. Headmaster, then why would you even bother to comment on a pointless, boring story? (laughs) Got you. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.